Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Really dumb. Right, the cat. I, I, it's the weirdest technique I've ever seen. I don't. I, it's the shot of it. It's like he's he's <laughs> is it left footed? I think it's like the outside of his foot. Mm. I mean, I as a football technique, this is this is all wrong. I mean, I don't I don't really know what he's going for. Is he trying to flick it into into Blofeld's? Why is he? That, or is it just? Is that a coincidence that jumps up to Blofeld? I don't. I love it. <laughs> What's going on? There's an amazing uh, like production photo on Thunderballs of that being shot. How was it shot? <laughs> Charles Gray pretending to die at the same time as holding on to what I hope at least oh, yeah. is a stuffed cat. It's it's unbel- it's so good. It's such a dramatic like because yeah, it is you know spreading out the arms. And- he's he's. Kicking the cat to see who it goes. Right. Okay. So if it goes to the, it's supposed to go to the real Blofeld. That's what how yeah. I always read that yeah. scene. Is he kicks mm. the cat and it should run yeah. to the real Blofeld. Therefore, he should. Really? Yeah. That's. I've I never that's thought good. that ever. That, that's exact. No, I've always thought that, Chris. Oh right. Because oh, okay. I, I was just thinking. Right. Man. Another essay. So would a cat have much <laughs> then choice? I don't think cats would go They're not like that. Cats, are they? Are they? No. No. No, I was going to say, I don't, am I the only one who owns cats? No, Has I'm anyone not. else got cats? Oh, you got cats. So <laughs> if if I was to, obviously, you know, this is purely hypothetical and animal, animal cruelty I know what you're is say wrong. If anyone from the, if the RSP, if you were to do, if you were to kick a cat, would it be able to move? Would it be able to change trajectory in the air to go to its preferred it's flight? You know, in the middle. What? I've got to say, guys, of all the loopholes that this film has, this was not the one that I thought we'd be discussing. Right idea, Mr. Bond. Wrong pussy. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong, wrong pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
I've never thought that, but next time I watch it, I'm going to think, is the cat kind of manoeuvring its way to a safe haven? Is that what I it's trying to do? I was reminding the technique of kicking so much that I completely forgotten the, the rest of the the flying and who's going to... <laughs> <Yeah. I'm... laughs> what is going on? I love... I do... I, that's one of the things I love about Blofeld. It is the cats. I, I recently recorded with uh, Jack Lugo a podcast where I tried to impersonate Charles Gray. And the only idea I could think of to kind of make it funny is because my voice is nothing like Charles Gray's, apart from being English and I can kind of stick on a sort of RP, upper class sort of accent if I need to. I thought the funniest thing would be to just play up the fact that Blofeld is a massive, like, cat dad. Just the, just the whole thing about him being obsessed with cats and, you know, even even to the point of the way that he 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 gets people to sign on to being his doubles which let's face it is a is a dangerous <laughs> occupation is to is to is to promise them a lifetime <laughs> supply of cats that's the that, that's the only that's the only Just reason do, they've got to do is it. that the first time there was another cats revealed then to show that so the whole the kicking design, yeah. to catch the cat might be right still it did go to its owner but the the actual blowfelt's cat is the other cat is yet Oh, is it? Did they, so much thought has gone into the script, hasn't it? My word, incredible <laughs> script writing. And it's got a diamond necklace, so it must. be. And that, that's the link with the solar ending, isn't it? The, the, sorry, the the missiles. Mm-hmm. No, no. Which is obviously the diamond necklace is really, is nice little reference to that. Oh yeah. To kill with you, oh. oh. Didn't you know Dan's oh, yes. best friend? <laughs> it's like Luke Bay was in the room. Like Lupe was just line reading. Can you just do that again, love, please? <laughs> anyway, the extended theme now is lovely as it's going on. It's like a twinkly version. <laughs> then we get the first, well, is it the first sign of the cassette? This, this cassette we're obsessed with. In a like, really yes. elaborate safe that he, he puts yeah. it in. Oh, well, you, d- you see oh, the yeah, cassette yeah. earlier at the lab, obviously, and then... You see the same, yeah. so it's it's quite. A, I always think it's quite a neat yeah. MacGuffin, actually. That they, they don't they don't make that much of it, but it definitely does its job. You know, sometimes when you watch, I don't know about you, but when you watch the Marvel movies, sometimes it's like it's a big yeah. glowing blue orb thing that we're going to follow for the next two and a half hours, and we don't really care about it. But it's this really <laughs> naff little cassette tape. <laughs> And it's, it's, yeah, but it yeah. sort of fits. Yeah, well, yeah, because it works, doesn't it? Because that's the one thing that the, yeah. the, the, the sort of plot revolves around. It's just, like I say, it's almost more, it's much more charming, isn't it? A little cassette tape with a brass yeah. band on, military band on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that vault is amazing. I think it's, that's where, you know, Ken Adams really firing all synths there. He's good at uh, vaults, isn't he? The, the one in You Only Live Twice, one of my favourite scenes with the, you know, when he's, he's trying to undo it, the, the steps in the background. Ooh, yeah. And, one of the best fights ever. Yeah. People seem to have, you know, don't really rate as highly as they should. With was it the Rock's the Rock's granddad or something? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Rock's granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, Ken Adam. Ken Adam, glorious, really. Again, Blofeld then puts him into the lift, and obviously he's anticipating what's going to happen next. A bit like Spy Love Me with the where the the, the, yeah. the receptionist mm. or whatever drops down his. <laughs> Yeah. But weirdly, weird. No, exactly. That hasn't yeah. happened yet. This is what was always yeah. weird because I think yeah. I saw the spy love me before Diamonds of Forever. So I always thought, oh, it's because he knows mm. that strong. Not happened. But hang on, no, 
that we haven't had a lift with the disappearing Florida Bond film yet. It's a bit like um, so, the, 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 the scene in Temple of Doom where he, he goes for his gun when they're attacking him, which is a reference to the yeah. film which is set after the, where he is. So that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't expect that because it's not actually happened yet because it's like four years before. It's is that why... Fair point. <laughs> you know, like in... It might have been a George Lucas thing, but didn't they sort of... Well, I remember when the young Indiana Jones came out, they, they gave them a year each episode and they put... I think they put Raiders after the Temple of Doom in the chronology. Well, they changed them in the actual dating of it. What? Again, I must have to look at this up, but... <laughs> Maybe it was for some kind of continuity error like that. Who knows? But I thought that the, hmm. the, the <laughs> function, but I thought the the, the, re, the reasoning that that Temple of Doom is Doom is set before Raiders is because they didn't want uh, Indiana Jones to be cheating on Marion. Right. Okay. Because yeah. Because obviously they got together again. Or something was that on like the? That. It is. That's a very Bondian yeah. thing, isn't it? The whole monogamous main character. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure you guys know about. You know the whole history of Indiana Jones was because yeah, they couldn't yeah. do a Bond film, so they went and did that. They went Brilliant. and did that yeah, instead. So. And yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, if just a risk of going off into a massive tangent, because yeah. I love the Indiana Jones films as well. But you know, Indiana Jones is a different character in a way in Temple of Doom. He's he goes from fortune and glory mm-hmm. to you know seeing the greater good, and that's the character we have at the start yeah. of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So hmm. his character arc sets up Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that's why that film is so good. Temple of, Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah, is amazing. Is. Temple of Doom is so good too because it's got that great character arc, and it also allows you to do some darker things but with it, the character. It's not a you know it's not a deliberate prequel, is it? It's not. No. It, it, well, it is. It's set. It, it, was, it was, set yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Thirty-five. It's I just mean it's not. But yeah, but it's not like this is a prequel. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Although now you've yeah. said that, Tom. Now you've said that, Tom. Hmm. Maybe it was sort of Bond, be- like Indiana Jones begins. So Lucas was doing it back then. But it's even before Star Wars. Yeah, but maybe. It, but it's done. It's done in a, a less obvious way. It's more subtle. Yeah. yeah. The mission is still the main point. You know, the, there is there is character development in Indiana Jones, but there is still the focus of the mission. The pro- not the problem, but but the the trend with anthology stories now in terms of doing Bond Begins, Batman Begins, whatever you like, the yes. focus is the yeah. character of the title, you know, the title character. So I do think there is oh, yeah, a slight yeah. difference between the two, personally. Well, it's just a great film. I'm now trying to the think link, of a link, link to get us back uh, into Dark. The lift, it was the lift. I can't, I can't, I can't the, think the lift, that. yeah. Oh, the lift, that's it, that's it. Or should I elevator, say elevator? Yes. Yeah. Or should I say <laughs> elevator? <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's a weird relationship with Bond and Bond films and American vocabulary. So the uh, I love the Brosnan era, but it's very noticeable that he uses a lot of Americanisms for presumably to kind of appease the American market, and that that does sort of irk me. But I like the way that they play with it here, and obviously we've talked about this already. But Mankiewicz was an American writing in a British idiom. So it's quite fun that he's playing around with... Uh, it is almost like a, a, a shade at the American language so, uh, of American English, really. Or perhaps I should say <laughs> elevator. Yeah. yeah the, way, the way he delivers it, Even he's slightly caustic. Is he meant to be English, Blofeld? But 
Anyway, he is for the purposes of this this film. I can't even. Yeah, in the novel, I can't even remember his his nationality. But that's what I always assume. Um, yeah, Bruges. yeah. Daddy's from Bruges. <laughs> uh, so yes, you think you think that he's going to fall through the bottom of the lift elevator, but that's actually you know a ruse, isn't it? Because he's gassed instead when he when he gets to the bottom. Which is again another of his kids. It's quite quite harrowing, quite scary. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, definitely. like you say, because Blofeld, Winton Kidd, they never, never the twain shall meet. They sort of just appear, don't they? That, I suppose, is the first proper link we've got between their man Blofeld that they're ready and waiting to do his bidding. Is that right? It's the only link. Yeah. Yeah. You do get the sense that Blofeld doesn't really know what's going to happen next. Yeah, just. It's like yeah. I'll get I'll get rid of Bond, and they yeah. can play around with him. You know, play with him for a few hours and maybe Bond will survive, maybe he won't. You know, I mean, you could literally just shoot him in the head, obviously, but where would be the fun in that? Austin Powers. And that's obviously something. <laughs> exactly, that's something. Just, just shoot, shoot him. him in the head. I have done it in my room. Just shoot him. <laughs> so it is like he's playing this can mouse game with Bond the whole way through. He's just playing with Bond like a cat plays with its toy. Just seeing whether it's going to survive yeah. a little bit longer or not. He's not that frustrated when Bond reappears alive <laughs> later on. He's almost yeah. sort of relieved. There's something a bit more interesting. Because at, at the end, of course, which we'll go into more depth, but he's complete calm, isn't he? Blowfoot, while Metz is absolutely a, the opposite, isn't he? So he's oh. almost quite maybe amused that, oh, this this will annoy Metz, the fact that Bond's... <laughs> yeah. Stop Metz, I'll have you shot. Another... <laughs> Yeah. Prepare, Prepare my, my bathers up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Another yeah. stage version who would have to be waiting around for ages before he had to come back. But yeah. <laughs> what bathers up yeah. <laughs> number two? The other thing is when I was when I was thinking about this film the other day, it's always been there. What does this film remind me of? <laughs> and I've come to the conclusion it reminds me of the 1960s. Oh yeah, TV yeah, yeah. series. Yeah. In terms, yeah. like in terms of the campness, and but in terms of just it very, how's that feel? None more so when Winton Kid drive through essentially yeah, a yeah, back cave yeah, to come out the other side, yeah. like into the desert. It, it just when I watched that, I'm like, oh my word, yeah, that is absolutely just yeah. the same as when Adam West did it through I mean, Green Manor that in the tunnel. Uh, could have been going on for miles and miles. Series. And- how cool is that? I mean, some yeah, yeah, definitely. Long secret road that they've got. Again, I, I don't know whether Canon does all that, but they're like the, the cactus being lifted or whatever. To, to, it's, it's for them to get out. It's, it's yeah. Right. Then we get another, you know, the darlings having finishing each other's sentences again. Famous. Does anyone want to you know, practice? Prompt us, prompt <laughs> yeah. us. It's like we're doing our drum, darling. It's Mr. Prompt us. prompt us. It always is. Yeah. If at first you don't succeed, Mr. Kid, Correct. try, try again, Mr. Wind. Very romantic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, again, <laughs> the music. Sorry, to keep harping, harping on about the music. The whole, it's really Ooh, sinister. Yeah. The music as they're going through the tunnel <laughs> and every that. Yeah, it's so good. No, I love it. It's, it's a very, it's a very odd way to leave it. I mean, it's ripe for taking the mick, isn't it? That what earth is the plan? That it becomes sci-fi, doesn't it? Brie? You say that. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking yeah, about yeah. phobias, you know, we've oh. had we've had John's we've had John's heights. I am quite Often. claustrophobic. If I I'm I'm not yeah exactly. And we've talked about we talked about the coffin, but this is like my worst nightmare. Buried alive, part two. 
it's all. It's, I always link it as well to. Uh, I'll have to. I mention this film in every single episode, but Superman three again. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I really so need to prioritise rewatching it's, Superman oh, three clearly. Is yeah, the one with Richard it's, Pryor? It's, it's like yeah. diamonds because it's yeah. I remember liking that one as a kid, and yeah. it's really tongue in cheek. And you've got Richard Pryor, and then the other half is easily the darkest Superman when he's fighting himself. But that it's just oh. it, it doesn't get better. Honestly. Oh, I remember. I, people yeah. always just say one and two, and then the rest are rubbish. No, no, one and three, and then the other one's rubbish. Diamonds are forever. Yeah. is the Superman three. Of it the is. It series. is. Oof. But we need yeah, we need more people to see the third one. But it reminds me of that just because he's a ba- he's like abandoned Clark Kent. He knocks Clark Kent, the, the evil Superman, and puts him in this. Oh, it's like a car, you know, where they go and uh, crush cars. It's awful, and he's trapped in that. And the howls are <laughs> children watching that. But I, it always reminds me that was terrified. Bond was putting this pipe, and I don't know what's going to happen to him. He's like lowered in, isn't he? Still, and the diggers, the diggers are there as well. So, are the people building <laughs> pipeline? Is this to do with the plot? Do they work for yeah, Willard White? Because they're really surprised. Obviously, when he escapes, he comes out. And yeah, the, the, the workmen are really great. surprised to see him work, walk, yeah. take him a, just uh, walk him around for a walk, right. taking my rap for a walk, and I lost yeah. my way. I, that's it. I was, I, know, I was out walking my way. Like they don't know you've just seen him. <laughs> it only works for the audience. I mean, you've obviously in the in yeah. the actual pipeline as so well. You've got that bit that the, the twine yeah. references with the kind of electric mm. um, thing that comes, and I love when he looks at it. He lies down forward, looks at, it, and he does this gorgeous like cross oh, of his legs yeah. when he does it. It's just the crispest <laughs> cross when he. Oh, amazing, amazing! He's, so, he's just talking, to, talking to himself, isn't he? Throughout that? Yeah, so it's well, going to a rat. One of us smells like a tart. I'm afraid <laughs> one of us smells like a tart handkerchief. I'm afraid it appears to be me, old boy. Oh, me, old boy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, I've used good. that line so oh, it's yeah. like one of those everyday Bond lines. Yeah. Whenever I don't put on aftershave or whatever every day, just because you know I can't be bothered. But if I do, I'm just like one of us smells like a tart <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> He's just enjoying it oh, yeah, so yeah. much. He's it. He really is. Yeah. He's, he's just having such a fun time. It's superb. Um, there's, there's more Barry music, which make it a little bit more scary and exciting. Yeah, that machine, I was always scared of that machine. I was terrified of getting electrocuted. And I don't know. It, it doesn't last long as you like short circuits it and jumps on it. And, yeah, obviously, twine, yeah, like I say, was a nod to that. <laughs> as if. Well. Yeah, and then the miners. Release it, I love it. Brilliant. Well, and White speaking. If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Look us up at Really 007 Pod, even if you're from Baja. Bird Saxby, tell him it's fine. The next scene is uh, another scene with somebody on the phone. This time it's uh, Blofeld, but it's, of course, Bond posing. As Saxby to Blofeld, that's correct, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it is another. It is, I know there's not. You don't think of this film as the most gadget heavy, but that, this is another type of gadget, isn't it? From Q, which he's quite proud of. Yeah, so it's a machine that alters your voice and makes you sound like somebody else, which again is a bit, bit Batman the the sixties series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I I I really like this scene. Um, Another one. It gives a bit. Of, it gives a bit of character background to Q as well. Yeah, it gives yeah. the inference that he made he made it for the children for Christmas. It, it kind of gives the slight inference that Q's a fun yeah. mom, uh, which is. Yeah, he, does, he like mentions that. he's got kids, doesn't he? Is he I, I missed this. It's the, 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 the ring. Yeah, he, d- yeah, he does. I may oh not not something when Bond says ingenious Q. Oh, not at all. I made one for the kids last yeah. Christmas. <laughs> it's the only. It's the only time we get any personal information yeah. about Q. Yeah, it is. And I mean, famously, Desmond Llewellyn said that he tried to give some characterization to Q by the different ties that he wore. So he always got to choose the tie. That Q was wearing, oh, so he created this entire. It's so sweet, bless. He created this entire backstory for Q, oh. and it, the ties were designed to kind of tell that story, like his cricket club and the this school is, he went to, and all that kind episode. of stuff. Desmond, oh. I, I, I don't know the. I don't. I have never studied. <laughs> I, I, I know that. I know that there is a Bond Instagram and Twitter account for everything, and there are people who do specialise in ties. <laughs> so perhaps. Perhaps they're the sort of people to well, ask. About you're the that, the fun but, bow tie uh, experts, aren't you, sir? Our, our resident expert. I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like bow ties. That's the about the extent of my tie knowledge. <laughs> I know how to tie one one kind of knot in a tie, and that well, and a bow tie, so two. So that that's literally that's literally the extent <laughs> of my knowledge. But it's I, 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 what I find really interesting is that um, Q has div- created the same gadget. That Blofeld yeah. has. So there's a leak. They've both there's got this voice changing. It's almost like a little bit of a Cold War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, this film is, you know, it'd be a lot of Cold War. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that they're both the bad guys and the good guys are trying to outdo yeah. each other with the All technology. And I know it's a really silly one, but actually, being able to change your voice is quite, you know, quite a, a really cool spy idea, isn't it? Yeah. You'd argue that uh, Q's beat Blofeld because Sean Connery can speak like Bert Saxby <laughs> without speaking at the side of his mouth yeah. like Blofeld. I said, he does, doesn't he, for that scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's to show that it's, it's not really him. We can tie this in to from ties to the tie because this is the first time Bond is wearing the white shirt and the pink tie. There you Bossies. go. Bossies. I almost wore that today to work, oh. but it's Jim Fanning Friday, yeah. so I couldn't do it really. It's not a bow tie, but yeah, that pink tie combo. Lovely. Well, I think it's pretty fair to say, like, Diamonds Are Forever itself, it's divisive, that pink tie look. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, uh, it probably is, but the kind of circles we, we There are some with, people, we, we trust them. me. Hmm. Well, I know we've we uh, John John with the first recording session we did of this, you know, seventy three years ago. Uh, it means so, twenty hours weren't done straight, you know, one go. Yeah, this twenty hour podcast. <laughs> um, but the first recording session, John did it, and then one I've lost track. But the second or the third, I wore it. It is such a um, it is such an iconic look. Uh, there are some Bond fans who absolutely, and in fact, I've seen a few f- uh, articles on fashion websites not that they ever know anything but i've seen a few articles which decry this as the like a, a low ebb for what? bond fashion I, I you can't help but think that it's uh, i wouldn't go so far as to say it's homophobia but it's definitely that fragile masculinity of you know men can't wear pink mm. and somehow connery wearing pink is 
emasculating, Ooh, yeah. despite the fact that Connery has worn pink in almost every Bond film to date. By this point, you know he's he wears pink shirts yeah. in uh, yeah, You Only Live twice. twice, most famously. He wears pink in Thunderball. Yeah. I'm sure he wears pink in some of the others as well. It it's his colour, and it, 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 you know he wears the baby blue and he wears the 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 pink, and he wears both really really well. And that's what I think is so so great about Connery in the role is that he kind of embodies both the mask. It was actually Susan Sontag when she was writing about camp. I found a really great quote which kind of for me epitomised Sean Connery. She said there's something really attractive about um, someone when they have the qualities of both masculine and feminine. So there's something really attractive about a man when they have certain feminine qualities. And she didn't kind of specify anything more. But Connery has a lot of feminine qualities <laughs> to his to his portrayal of Bond. And whether, you know, the colour, you know, whether that counts as feminine or not, you know, colour kind of association is yeah. a sort of arbitrary anyway. But... Yeah, so I I just I just think it's actually a really strong look wearing a crisp white shirt. Crisp is definitely the word of the day. Um, I, word I've of our lives. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I've never used that word before today in that sense, and now I'm going to use it all the time. Uh, it's catching. So very crisp white shirt and that bold, and it is a bold pink. It's not demure at all, and he carries it off with such nonchalance. It's so good. Do you imagine that he's wearing it partly because yeah, he's in Vegas and it's quite hot and he's obviously not going to... He holds his jacket yes. later, doesn't he? But yeah. yeah think, 100%. Yeah, and he doesn't do up his tie, does he? Yeah, is his top button undone? Mm-hmm. This is, this is really going to... It, it look... Well, it'd just look a bit weird if he was wearing a three-piece yeah, suit. Yeah. In, a, a, especially a black three-piece suit in, like, the baking heat of Nevada. It just, it just wouldn't look right. Yeah, and, he, and and you couldn't imagine him like in Thunderball, you know, in those kind of mm. those almost like uh, they're not quite Hawaiian shirts, yeah. but there's the, the, a much more relaxed kind of shirt. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. look right in Vegas. He'd look too. Yeah, he's a spy. Casual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think he's a great look. I think I yeah, think he's. I'm all. Like up. I was saying before about like with the. The you know the black shirt and then later on with the, with the you know with the turtleneck and that that brown jacket. There's some great outfits in this, and you you, you always think that oh well seventies you, you sort of laugh at you know you start getting into you know the more area of safari suits and always looks good you know, to me massive flirts and things. But actually, it looks really yeah. crisp. Yeah, crisp. Well, <laughs> it is that is the correct use of the, of the term. Yeah. But <laughs> Bond's always meant to be you know. Wearing what's appropriate. Sometimes he needs to settle in and look look how he would look if he was trying to blend in. A bit like if you go to a stables, you would wear you know a velour tracksuit. That's that's what that's what you would do, isn't it? <laughs> it's the done thing. <laughs> so we he reveals the location of of the real Willard White, and Blofeld lets him go to kill White. So Saxby's ordered to go there. And of course, he's not the real Sats, but he's getting confused and just talking about it. And the real Blofeld then tells Metz, so Metz is back, that the plans have been moved forward 24 hours. We don't really know what they are, though, yet, do we? No. It's uh, it's sort of view to a yeah. in a way. You really <laughs> don't know the end game until really late in the day. 
So, so the threat is constantly delayed. It's how to do it. And then when the end game actually appears, it's so outlandish. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing. Mm. We'll Very get well. to that in, mm. in a bit, though. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 this is where we're, this is where we're all going yes. to fall out. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, we've gone so far towards converting yeah. John to like <laughs> the, 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 This is where the wheels come he, off. But he's, I think he's, it's gone up a couple of rungs. Maybe he's, he's appreciated it more already. I think. I, I, I've really appreciated this film. Good. Yeah. Lots, lots of good. It's one of the lines that isn't really a cutting remark of Blofeld's, but I love Charles Gray's delivery when he says, "Never mind, James Bond." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like j- just put it. Dr- I'll deal with him. Never mind, James Bond. Uh, it's like, it's like he, he he's stealing my limelight. Why do you keep talking about James Bond? And there's something so egomaniacal about Bond talking about himself yeah. on the phone <laughs> as this big threat. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Blofeld does sort of put him down, going, never mind. <laughs> Just like, get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> if he's half the genius they say he is. Yeah. Yeah. The real trouble. It's like, I love the fact he's always bigging himself Bond. up. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It is great for another good, yeah, underrated scene. It gets forgotten. Mm. So then another Ken Adam is, you know, best again, I assume. I mean, it, it, unless it is an actual... Well, the inter- the exterior. Oh, the house. The house. It was real, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's it was a real house. Real. Oh, okay. Elrod House. Yeah. It's a, a oh, yes. amazing fact, a, bit of brutal. Yeah, I've, I've got it here. I should have yeah. read, read my notes, but it's been so long ago. The Elrod House, yeah, designed by John Lautner. So, is, I don't know, is that the interior, though, as well? I think the interior is... The, wow. I think it, it wasn't a set, I don't think. Including the pool and all that, amazing. So this is... Well, it's a house, isn't it, that Willard White is prisoner at, but doesn't seem to be tied up or anything. I mean, it's a, like a free prison. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's like in the in like the granny. Flat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't you know. Are the guards Bambi and Thumper, or are they just there at the time, or? I don't well, there. This is what this is one of the curiosities of this film. One of the many things that makes me go, oh, just go with it. It's diamonds are forever. Yeah, yeah. But they are in Willard White's employ. Clearly, from what he says later on, I see you've met my friends Bambi and Thumper. But I always, when you watch, if you were to watch this film for the first time, not knowing that, you'd think they are more of Blofeld's hench people who are sort of simultaneously guarding White yeah. and keeping him prisoner. It's a little bit... It's like... in in to, <laughs> how, how is Willard White actually kept prisoner? Because he could just walk out, couldn't he? Well, but they shoot a lock off the door. Yes. So, so, I suppose so. So there is some element of being kept prison. Yeah, or the fact that, that Willard White has maybe had a run-in with Bambi and Thumper, so he... Like, as if... He knows uh, yeah. what they're like, you know. More links to circus, you know, their stage names, acrobats and Vegas, isn't mm-hmm. it? So. Named after Disney characters. Yeah. I don't know how they got away with <laughs> because yeah. Disney are obviously famously litigious about their intellectual yeah. property. I suppose you could argue Bambi and Thumper are so well-known that you can't really copyright those. Well, but the 30s was it. Was, yeah, still. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, and the, the the fight, I, I, oh. I love how 
<laughs> I suppose it is really theatrical, but every move, it's the, like the the, the like she, she one of them will do some sort of slight karate move, which sort of almost falls into a sort of interpretive dancing. Yeah, yeah, and then moves really quickly, then pauses, oh, and I, then attacks. It's such I, a strange, like almost a bit like a dream odd. sequence. I, before we get that, just to mention the the walking entrance from Bond oh, with this, the oh the jacket gosh. over his shoulder and the amazing mm. version of Bond theme on the electric guitar. Oh my oh. god, this might be my actual favourite version of the Bond yeah. theme. This is the one that I always hear in my head when I try to nonchalantly walk yeah. somewhere that I've never been Absolutely. before. It's that I, I want to own this space sort of thing and feel more confident than I really am. It's that version of the theme tune that plays. It's so sublime. So crisp, isn't it? So crisp. If you did, I think someone put it on Twitter recently, just that little few seconds, and it's like... How Bond, it, just in those moments and the swagger of Connery, I love it. Felix, of course, and the, his goons are outside waiting in the cars, aren't they? Because Bond's obviously going his bait. Yeah, they're, they're not credited, Bam and Thumper. Uncredited, really? yeah. What? Yeah. That's mad. Lola Larson and Trina Parks. I think they changed the actress. Trina Parks has uh, Trina Parks has appeared on quite a few online events well, in the last in the last few. Here's years. hoping. Yeah, another shout out. <laughs> please, please come on our podcast here. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Does Bond is he, he goes in there expecting to have sex? That's what I've written down. Yeah, that's what I take it as. No? Well, maybe not sex. <laughs> no, maybe not, no, maybe I've just. He thought he could charm his way yeah. past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, yeah, I've yeah, jumped yeah, the gun yeah. a bit oh, there, sorry. <laughs> and then she knees him in the nuts. So. <laughs> Which is yeah. obviously, you know. Is the whole no? You're not going to exactly. get through us by seducing us, and there's there's definitely some queer coding <laughs> going on with these characters as well. They've definitely got some sort of uh, there's intimations of some sort of sapphic sort of connection between the two of them. I think. You want to get a baby? Yeah, you want to get a baby? It's like exactly they're finishing each yeah, other's sentences, sort of thing. A bit like Wint yeah. and Kid do. Have they? Mm. Have anyone ever seen them as a couple? Or I've never really heard much. I I haven't. I I do need some more kind of lesbian perspective <laughs> on on Bond because yeah, yeah I know um, I've made it, honestly um, but I, you know of, of of some of the the kind of lesbian contributors on the site that I've I've asked I've asked a couple of them about Bambi and Thumper <laughs> and they've said they've never really kind of seen that themselves. So I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a. A uh, a male projection, yeah, I don't know, some kind of fantasy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I, yeah, I thought they were like a, they were like friends through work, you know, like <laughs> they were a double act. You yeah, know, we met through... at work. Yeah, we we're just having a, <laughs> you know, having a drink. <laughs> I, thought, I, I I always thought they were circus performers. The way that yeah. she swings from the ceiling. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I always thought she, they were. They, that's that's the, like by day they work in yeah. the circus. By night, like, the bodyguard, like twins and or, you know, henchwomen. So yes, is this the first time we've had physical female adversaries? Yeah, yep. they're quite groundbreaking. Yeah, and of course the first black villain. Of course. It, first, yeah, yeah, and it's obviously a yeah. female. Uh, loads of there stuff is lots and lots of stuff going on, and for nine tenths of their screen time, it comes across brilliantly. Oh heck! And unfortunately. To me, it really bombs that it just finishes with after they have 
absolutely laid yeah. the smackdown on Bond. Bond's not. Bond's not. It's wrestling, actually, isn't it? It's like wrestling. Yeah. 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 And and in the end, they do what every ten-year-old does <laughs> to their brother and sister when they go on holiday, and he just dunks them under the water. <laughs> And it's such a dismissive way to finish them, I think. And they sort of tap out, don't they? Like wrestling, almost like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely yeah. Sorry, sorry to sorry. I don't want to rain no. the parade. It was it is no, no. I, I I think it's a legitimate uh, criticism, definitely. But I think the I, the reason I like this scene is because Bond is shown to be sort of ridiculous in a way my favourite shot of this scene is where he crashes through the glass coffee table yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something very slapstick very Buster Keaton yeah. about that moment I, I always find it absolutely hilarious there's no music and the furniture looks something like there's some of the furniture looks like it should be from Clockwork Orange yeah, yeah. and then there's also like those metal pipes that, <laughs> that are just stuck yeah. up yeah, and they just like knocks them over like dominoes. You know, they're, they're, they're like be giant to live with. They're like giant like silver toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I always think. <laughs> it's that gaudy, slight late sixties, early seventies, isn't it? Yeah, I wrote furniture looks like a pair of testicles. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. yeah, there's definitely <laughs> something coding. phallic yeah. going on. Yeah, as usual in Bond, every other scene yeah. has a phallic image in Bond. Let's as be honest. Kits and nuts, yeah. It's all, it's all linked. Yeah, yeah. There's some very unusual. I love the Trin- um, Trina Parks' noises. You know, when she starts- <laughs> we we used to do- we used to do impressions of it as kids. Though. But when she's all still, a- uh, uh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When when she's waiting for the next move and she's doing these amazing noises, yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah. these screams as she runs towards Bond. And all. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you used to do. Doing- <laughs> We really did. You used to do impressions of of Trina Parks panting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you mean you, you as a kid just going? Yeah. Eh, and your mum and your mum and dad going? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, uh, we're doing the impression of Bambi and Fo- yeah. <laughs> from Cheers. <laughs> honest mum and dad. We were. Honest. That's what we're doing. I remember we were. I think John. It was on some. Don't know whether it's Spring Harvest or something. We, me and Math and Harry, were doing these noises as a joke. And then a lad next to us is like, what on earth are you doing? (laughs) Oh, just being silly. You know, didn't have the guts to say, we're actually doing this female character from Dimes Are Forever, panting. (laughs) Weird children. That's that's one of the most amazingly queer things I've ever heard. I love it. So a bunch of of lads um, (laughs) impersonating the... The ex- noises that a female athlete is exerting <laughs> while, while trying to accost James Bond. Oh it's like, Just yeah. Just math and wow. on this story. Yeah. Sadly, they can't back me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the brunt for this one, but yeah. it's uh, No, it's always amused us, that, and yeah, love it. <laughs> That that this this whole scene when I rewatched this in preparation for this, I mean the moon buggy sequence is kind of like where things get weird. And then my then my husband turned to me during this scene and said, "This film just gets more and more bizarre." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think nails it really. Imagine watching this if you are new to Bond and you'd watched them in order so far. It, it used to, I know we've said that before, but what absolutely. You might be like, finally, oh, here's here's one that's just a bit of a joke. I'm loving this. I don't... <laughs>
Brilliant. And another toilet as well, because will it wipe? Do you hear the yeah. flush of the toilet and he yeah. steps out? FBI, CIA. Is that an in joke? <laughs> British intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his office even here is the toilet. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just finished the big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) Yes, who's giving breaststroke lessons? Is that sexual? Yeah. Uh, No, that's just you. (laughs) (laughs) That that is just you. (laughs) Come on, it is dumbs off forever. I I thought I thought it was a, it was yeah Felix going like keep really? it in the trousers yeah you straight people are yeah. so complicated <laughs> <laughs> you've just got one track mind I think Tom Mankiewicz has got one track mind <laughs> yeah. oh dear oh, yeah it's yeah. brilliant so they're just they're just left there a bit like Blofeld is later just just left there aren't they don't know what happened. Mm. Hi, this is Anthony Stark. I played Truman Lodge in License to Kill, and you're listening to Really 007. Right, we're really we're nearly there now, aren't we? John's favourite favourite quote of the film. It's in my top. Is it? Five, yeah, definitely. Just this film, or just the whole Bond series? Of this <laughs> film, I mean, this film's full of them, isn't it? Really, you know, it's full of great quotes. I can't deny it. <laughs> I mean, just before I say it, when he when he first look comes out. And he looks around like he's free. He looks. Willard White looks around like he's enjoying seeing the what isn't a particularly nice landscape, uh, which makes me think that he's been held prisoner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another reason why I like it, like, as opposed to he's just enjoying it. But then obviously we got Bird Saxby, <laughs> Thomas, <Bart. laughs> which whilst I love that line brings up a hundred and one problems. There is absolutely no reason for Bert Sachs to be be there and assassinate Willard White. He has just told him on the phone, didn't he? No, he's told James Bond. (laughs) Oh, right, yes, of course. Sorry, yeah. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I... He's told James Bond. So if... He has. So so if Blofeld, there'd have been a point... Where Blofeld would have gone otherwise, we'd have seen a scene where, but why have you not gone to kill uh, Willa White? You've not told me. I've told you on the phone. <laughs> you know. Oh right. James Bond must have got his uh, quartermaster to bring <laughs> over the uh, the contraption that he used for the children <laughs> last year to sort it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. I'll go and do the job. Bob. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I always assume that scene has happened, but that may be just because I love this film, so I kind yeah. of give it a free deleted pass. scene, maybe. But I sort of had, yeah, I so I, I haven't seen that deleted <laughs> scene if it does exist, but I think it was, yeah, I think it was more to do with the fact that um, that actor, uh, his name's just gone out of my head, even though we've Bruce talked Cabot. about him, the Bruce Cabot, you know, they did want to keep him around to kind of keep yeah. paying him. So it was one of Cubby's kind of, uh, I don't want to say charity case because that sounds unkind, but he did keep certain actors around longer than he needed to for that reason. So I think that's the reason that scene exists. But I approach every Bond film with the kind of philosophy that um, Raymond Chandler, I don't know if you've ever read any Raymond Chandler novels, Mm -hmm. like uh, the Philip Marlowe series and that kind of thing. But uh, in The Big Sleep, which is one of my favourite novels of all time, there's a character killed a couple of chapters in. You never find out why that character, you know, why that character died. 
Um, and it, it was only after it went to publication, Raymond Chandler went, oh, God, I forgot to explain who killed that character. But as you're reading that, and I've read that book at least three or four times, as you're reading it, you never really think, why did that character die? Yeah. For some reason, you just kind of move on. And and I always get that with Bond films. There's They are yeah. somewhat incoherent if you try to... You know, even our beloved Dalton movies... If you try to explain the plot to somebody, you sound like an insane person <laughs> because they make they make no sense. No, it's true. Uh, especially the Living Daylights, it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, Octopussy, no sense whatsoever. And so I think you just kind of live with that. I mean, as kids, surely none of us actually got no, these stories at all in no, any no, capacity. Why is he? Why is he there? Who I, is I he? Never, why has he been I, shot? Why is he an old man? Yeah, who cares? You know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the death is pretty... (laughs) He gives himself away, doesn't he? He really exposes himself. Oh, he's had it, hasn't he? It is a bit like a cowboy film. Yeah, well, yeah. It is, um, which is very appropriate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The the actor wears wears a cowboy hat in real life as well. Willard White's the country singer. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he a singer? Yes, in fact, right. Well, now we can talk. We haven't talked yeah. about him yet. Yeah, Jimmy Dean. Saltzman saw him in a presentation, a bit like Putter Smith. He saw him in the jazz, the jazz concert. I don't. I mean, he was obviously knew that he wanted a Howard Hughes pastiche, but he didn't want it to be like a pastiche. And neither did Jim, Jimmy Dean. Didn't either because apparently he was an employee of Howard Hughes's at the time in one of his um, you know hotels, the Desert Inn. So it was all a bit. What on earth are we doing here? We we we're just taking the mick out of our employer and our friend, but yeah. So Willard White, the actor Jimmy Dean, yeah, country singer. He got his big break into TV as a puppeteer for Jim Henson. I mean, how good are these people? Wow. So many different things going on. Does anyone know what successful company he had? A massive multi-million-dollar business making <laughs> sausages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. I don't know why I knew that, but I yeah. did. So they, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, I mean, he did, he's not really an actor. So I'd, what a performance! But well, whether you agree with that, yeah, it's yeah, good. It's really good. I've I've just put his name into Spotify, and there are so many albums on there. I know what I'm doing oh. tomorrow. <laughs> Jimmy Dean Day. Yeah. There's even a Spotify playlist. The This Is Jimmy Dean playlist. So someone has got at Spotify headquarters has got around to curating a a playlist of the essential Jimmy Dean songs. Excellent. Do you know one of the only other acting gigs of his I could find? Yet again, an American TV series that. Well, it's certainly linked to the next Bond film, but so many of them seem to have been in it. A TV yeah. series. Link to, um, to... Oh, no, not the next one, sorry. The the one after. Give us a clue. Well, what? The Man with the Gold Gun, who... Oh, Fantasy yes. Island. Fantasy Island. Ah, is he playing? Yes, he's playing and all that, yeah. No I've never actually, actually seen, that. seen it. They just know the, know the quote. I didn't, I, whenever anyone quotes that about... Uh, what's his name? Herb your shit I'm just like, I haven't seen <laughs> that programme. I think it was... just means somebody's arriving on set. Somebody's arriving at the island. That's all it meant, I think. And he told... You know, he told Scaramanga. I mean, uh, whoever was his uh, employee. But, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Well, that was done after the, the man thing on the gun. 
There's a bit of to and fro in this film in terms of location and timing and stuff. It gets a bit confusing and you try to remember what order it was all done in. So we do go back to the White House, don't we? Because then Q is on the, the slot machines. It's just like a, mm -hmm. because they need to get Tiffany captured. We'll just do it here, I don't know. But yeah, he's... Hi there, Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does she know who he is? <laughs> was, she, was she there before? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. But. She's kind of had the uh, the sort of um, staff induction meeting by this point, I think. It's like, these are the who's who. So, I mean, let's leave to one side the fact that no one really knows who the heck's in charge at this point in the film. Is it the CIA? Yeah. Why the hell are British intelligence so involved? <laughs> I love that line to, to Willard White. It's like about... You know, FBI, CIA, British intelligence. It's like what jurisdiction? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like it's absolutely, it's absolutely. Which is the same thing in the novel of Diamonds Forever. You just think, why the hell is James Bond even <laughs> involved at this point? What are you doing? But I love any part of any Bond film where he says, "I'm British intelligence, so I work for her. I work for Her Majesty's government. I work for the British government. You know, I work for the British government, and I never, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whenever." I've I've done quite a lot of work for the Department for Education over the years, and I love I love 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 when I go to one of those events saying, I work for the British government. In a pink so, tie, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, put the mic on me. I work for the British government. I yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, it's that. Um, yeah, presumably she's kind of. She's got. She's been introduced to all the personnel and all that sort of thing. She knows what's going on. She's on the side of good. Um, yeah, it's it's all a bit weird. But again, I think I think this film is quite elliptical in that you sh assume lots has yeah. happened in between these particular scenes. She, she's very. Uh, she gets personal with everyone, doesn't she? It's yeah. Mr. Q. She's the only person to ever call Blofeld Ernst. Yeah, you know as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's she. It's like we we already talked about Tiffany in detail, but you know, there's so much more to that character than meets the eye. Sometimes she's so personable to everyone. She's determined to do whatever it takes to survive, and that's why I think I think almost I a lot of people don't get this scene. And we'll get to the drag bit in a moment, but I see it as Tiffany trying to show. 
that she's kind of on the straight and narrow by sort of trying to find out information about Blofeld and where he's going. So it is her trying to put her eggs in a particular basket, if that's the right phrase. But it, yeah, she's she's trying to show that she's redeeming herself. Yeah, I, I like I like the idea of that definitely. I think I think again, unfortunately, the issue I have with it is is that she sees a drag queen with a cat and she thinks, oh my word, that's Blofeld. So we have to interpret that she's had that CIA down run of who they're actually after because she's had no oh, yeah. personal um, mm-hmm. connection with Blofeld herself. So she's genuinely just going it off the fact that she sees a cat, which if you want to run with that, and it's, and it's again, it's a really minor quibble. I'm not, I'm not, I'm nitpicking. I'm not trying to... Yeah. You know, just done for the line, isn't it? Have a go. It, Look while the cat's dragging. It's just, yeah, exactly. She's good. Yeah. I'm delighted to meet you, Miss Kate. <laughs> you know, it's not... <laughs> I had so dreaded the prospect of making this tedious journey alone. Yeah. <laughs> he probably hates Vegas, doesn't he? Not oh, God. He, he, Blofeld is not yeah. a Vegas kind of person. <laughs> no. This this version of Blofeld, the clone, the great... No, we don't, we don't. The, the multiverse with oh, the God, different no. Blofeld. <laughs> The Blue oh, no, that's theory, an idea. Yeah, that famous, yeah. Um, but before before she actually gets captured, yeah, Q with his electromagnetic ring, another gadget that is not, you know, to do with killing people or a, a weapon. No, but it's yeah, crisp. It is, yeah, it's crisp. <laughs> it, it'd be in my it'd be my top three gadgets what? I'd want. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah, you yeah. would. You know, absolute winner. Winner every time, as long as you have been. Exactly, yeah. Look at it, look at it, look at I love how you've gone for the top three gadgets. Not not a giant diamond-powered space laser. Oh, no. But something that helps you win at slot yeah. machines. Yeah. It's like... Could have earned his the money level of, way, um, The level of ambition there yeah. is somewhat stifling. <laughs> As I said, David, I live an hour away from Blackpool. Every yeah. weekend to be fun, you know? <laughs> You know, we wouldn't even have to do any transplanting of our version of Diamonds Are Forever in Blackpool there. You know, you could just do that scene yeah, it would work. as it appears. We've already had the elephant Brilliant. roaring. That's a different, yeah, that's a different scene, isn't it? This is just the... That's when the elephant wins on the slot machines, isn't it? you meant to laugh at how ridiculous... Anyway, yeah, this is... <laughs> this is Q's turn to win big on the slot machine. T- Tom, we're far too we into are, Diamonds Are Forever to find that sort of thing amusing. Yeah, if you just... We just walked in and yeah, we're just talking about Bond. Sorry, I thought you were just talking about an elephant roaring when they won on the slot machines. So, yeah, what's what? That's Bond. What you, I think so. Maybe after a strong yeah. drink. Elephants, of course, in Octopussy. They're doing the acrobatics at the end to to get into the her own house. Tiffany has been kidnapped, effectively, but no, no, no violence. Or she just walked into the car. That's it. It's fine. Well, she sort of shoved into oh, the is. car, yeah, she isn't is. she? Who who by? I presume the driver of yeah. the car. I mean, you know, the elephant in the room. Sorry, another <laughs> elephant. the The elephant in the room is the is is Blofeld yeah, in right, drag. Right, and again, and again, it's one of those moments which it's yeah, it's sort of ridiculous, and you sort of have to have a weird brain like mine to sign up, kind of find this logical <laughs> that Blofeld would do this to escape the you know the building he's in, and. I sort of give it a, a yeah. pass on the logic front sort of thing. But I do... I, I've never... I don't know. How do you guys take the Blofeld in drag thing? It's 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 weird, obviously. It's like 
uh, it doesn't really seem to fit um, in some ways, but it does in others. I think it's, there's, there is some logic behind it. It's like no one's going to be looking for a, you know, a woman. You know, and, and you know, I also think if it a worked woman. for Kurt Russell in uh, Tango and Cash, <laughs> he gets away with, doesn't he? <laughs> there's a scene yeah. in Tango and Cash where he escapes dressed in drag. And oh. I think that's, it's quite a common thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, kind of looking out for a, for a man, so therefore you dress as a woman, because then, you know, in the same way that Stacey puts her cap on and wears a very form-fitting boiler suit when she's <laughs> yeah. in oh, her yes. mind. Yeah. No one's going to look at That's clearly a man. She's dressed as a man. You know, that, it's that kind of logic. But uh, to me, it kind of makes sense. He, he could walk through the casino and no one would bat an eyelid because he looks like a... Six foot three. It, um, <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's no, the no. thing, isn't it? The more I, because I've spe- I've recently spent quite a long time <laughs> looking particularly at the Charles Gray Blofeld character and going through the film like pains in painstaking detail. It's not. I'm not even sure it's drag. In nauseating detail. I'm not even sure it's drag. No, no, I'm just saying that. In kind of any any, tall, con- cold any conventional drag, sense. It's just a disguise as a woman. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's just dressed as a woman. He's not doing that. Well, even so. It's yeah. it's a bl- I mean you know leaving aside the whole you know what counts as men's and women's clothing you know performance whatever it's a blue trouser suit and essentially he which obviously women can wear trouser suits but it's quite you know masculine in that sense obviously there are frilly cuffs on the shirt I've got the picture <laughs> in front of me now so I'm just double checking the details <laughs> the colours and it's a, it's a really it's a really it's a really not very good blonde wig. And really slapdash makeup. I think most drag queens wouldn't be seen dead <laughs> in that sort of in that sort of getup. It's terrible in terms of you know what counts as drag, at least in kind of an American tradition. And this is a whole other discussion for another time. But you know, perhaps it's that kind of it's that British comedic pantomime yeah. dame yes, yeah, kind of appearance yeah, yeah. rather than a drag. Performance, I think. Yeah, because he's got the but same voice, doesn't he? He's it's, not putting on an act. He's just he's being. Yeah, he's, he's no. Guy. He's not trying to emulate a woman, and he's also not kind of trying to exaggerate a woman, which is what drag essentially oh. is, from my fairly limited knowledge of it. So it's sort of yeah, it is just just a little bit anomalous. But I, 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 I either way, I just find it incredibly fun. I especially love the way that he takes his glasses off mm. and moves the hair to one <laughs> side. Like he like he is imitating a woman. So even though his appearance isn't particularly feminine, the mannerisms are quite feminine and he really leans quite heavily into that. What makes you think this was I, my I first have time? No problem with it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have no problem with it. I mean, my thing with Bond films is, is tone, and I, yeah. I'm very, I'm very much the kind of person who's, if you choose a tone for a film, go full in with that film. And and in fairness to Diamonds Are Forever, it chooses a tone, and I'll always accept it that it sticks consistently to that tone. Um, so you, st- I find it more grating. And I know I go on about this all the time, but I find it more grating the Blofeld performance in For Your Eyes Only, which is a serious film, and we're talking about a serious subject. And then we have a really silly death with him begging to buy a what is it, delicatessen <laughs> in stainless <laughs> steel or something? It some started of, so serious, but visiting his wife's grave. After, yeah. after it started yeah. with him about his wife, that to me 
is far mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. out of place than Blofeld dressing as a woman to escape mm-hmm. in Diamonds Are Forever because it is only consistent with what we've been seeing already. So I am absolutely fine with it. I've not got a problem with it at all. I think it gets bunched up, you know. Oh, that, oh, the silly one, he went to space. Oh, and then he the one with Bond's a clown. Oh, the one with Blofeld in drag, it's silly, you know. Hang on, just, it's not that simple, you know. 100%. And I think there is a, I don't know what, what it is, but there is that sort of hatred amongst us, a, a, a particular, you know, section of the Bond community of the campier elements. They use it in terms of, a, 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 um, they use it as a disparaging yeah. term, really, mm. even though it's been there since right Ooh, at the yeah, very yeah. beginning, even yeah, in the yeah. novels, not even just when Dr. No, the film started. And it's been there, and I, I really, in a sense, feel sorry for those fans if they can't embrace the sillier, if you want to call them, elements. Because what are they going to be striving for? They're going to always be striving for... I mean, all four of us love Licence to Kill because it is one of the harder... That's not the reason we love it. We love Licence to Kill. Yes, it's widely considered one of the harder films. But that film has so many silly elements to it. Absolutely. And people, I think, are very selective, <clears throat> and especially when you read those really awful clickbaity pieces on things like Screen Rant and whatever, and they go for the low-hanging fruit of, you know, the same kind of opinions trotted out again yeah, and again. so boring. Roger Moore dresses as a clown in Octopussy, mm-hmm. Blofeld dresses in drag in Diamonds of Forever, and it's that kind of same stuff again and again and again. Yeah. Written usually by people who, not like us, you know, those, those people... You know, probably are just you know they've seen those films once and they're just yeah. trotting out other people's opinions. And I get really worried that sometimes fans in the in the Bond community just think like they have to conform Absolutely. to those traditional points of view rather than actually you know being bold enough Absolutely. to have a original thought about it themselves. If they'd done the research, they would have said, well. How silly is this? He's dressed as a gorilla, and, he, and he's Tarzan in that film. Don't, don't, don't just say the clown. You know, <laughs> yeah, you've got more to yeah. go on if you've actually watched it. But you'd know that they all exactly. work. <laughs> I mean, and the, the thing is, the drag scene is so. If drag. you believe it's drag, but the drag, the the drag scarecrow yeah, yeah. scene, uh, um, the drag scene is so short. It really is. It's yeah. like yeah. literally just like yeah. almost like about eleven seconds of screen time. <clears throat> And so much has been poured over, and I've By done us, my, yeah. I've done my fair amount. You know, we're doing it now, and I've done my fair amount of pouring over that as well because of its implications. But let's be honest; it probably was something that it may not have even been scripted, mm. and on the set, it was. And Diamonds Forever does have that free form sort of feel. Mm. Loads of like, wigs hanging. You know what? Yeah, yeah let's just <laughs> yeah. let's just have Ch- let's just have Charles. Put on a wig, some really slapdash makeup, and that's how he gets out. Yeah. That's how we solve this plot problem. Yeah, so that's, sorted. That's how Tiffany recognised. Maybe she recognised the wig, mm. given that she's yeah. got so many. Yeah. she spotted the wig Good. before she spotted blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that, that's she that's wanted what to I know where they got it yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look what the wig dragged in is what he should have said. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to another location then we go back to the laboratory labor- 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 it's not laboratory so it's oratory no that's the other way around 
Um, Wrong for Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bond's now in another underrated suit, brown suits and a polo neck. Again, quite... Oh, oh my quite God. That ja- I need that jacket in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've not seen I've many saw, people I've sort of got a suit. I've sort of got a suit that sort of looks like that from next a while ago. And... But I haven't quite got it. That that jacket is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I want it. It's complimented by the polo neck. Yeah, the polo neck. Yes. Oh, I'm not sure I'd go as far as the polo. Oh, you I'm not sure I can pull off a polo. Yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, the polo neck's awesome. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never owned really? a polo neck. So really? you know, no, no. Tan knit. Yeah. Yeah. I wore one on a nice grey one. Yeah, but equal parts abuse and I'd... praise. It's just it's quite it's just quite uncomfortable. <laughs> say people. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer likes it. Is it? Yeah, it's just a bit. Do you have to? Yeah. Do you have to make sure you're quite clean shaven? Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. Caught yeah. your hairs. Quite, yeah. yeah. This is very partridge again. Sorry. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Trap your hair. Did you? Uh, total partridge moment. Did you? There. Tom, did you stick the lynx Africa yeah, yeah. through yeah. the top bit of the neck? Trap the hairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Bond's in this lovely outfit. He's with Felix and Willard White. He's basically a, a bit like Moonraker. I get that's later, of course. Going back to the laboratory to show what was going on, where he's already had an encounter. Which we, I do love that scene because it's all I've never been so embarrassed in my life. But then M backs him, doesn't he? After that, which is cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But this Shane River, Shane River appears. I'd forgotten he was in this film. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Yank in uh, in Britain. Yeah. Oh, I just love him. So good. Yeah. I'd, again, I don't think he was credited. So, just just happened to be there one day. Just, yeah. I I wonder as well. I think there's one of the, and I'm just guessing because I know he's because obviously I know his voice from Thunderbirds. So I'm I'm used to hearing his voice without looking mm. at him as a person. There's there's one of the FBI agents who isn't him but very much sounds like him when he speaks later on to Felix and I wonder if he oh, probably yeah. yeah if he was a stuntman or something yeah, yeah. so much dubbing I can't, we'll have to do an episode on that won't we I think it's just it's getting out of hand mm. there he's gone here to show them what tried to try and unfoil the plot and find out what Blofeld's done I assume to try and find out what Blofeld's up to and his plans piece it yeah. together yeah. yeah so the scientist control has been overridden the first one of the another famous Barry Q. We've got this diamond satellite. So ah right, okay. But I mean, it's a bit silly, isn't it? But who cares? I love the way the music cue fits yeah. with the. It's perfectly synchronized with the unveiling that. of the. It's the like one. there is something weirdly <laughs> sexual just going on with that. Let's the unveiling of the. Pe- I mean, I'm, I'm not a, never quite sure what it is, but it was just like this feels a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, it's, the glowing red. It's, yeah, there is. Yeah. Oh, and then you've got yeah, and then it attacks. It attacks all these phallic symbols. That, I'm not. Sure, I'm not. I'm not sure if the satellite is supposed to be vaginal or, or what. I'm not sure what's going on, or if it is supposed to be another phallic symbol. But it attacks the really glowing red missile. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Yeah. And then it attacks the the the, the bulbous Russian submarine. <laughs> and then she's like A level English. And then there's the Doctor Holland. There's a, there's the there's the row of rockets which we presume I think are in China, and then well yeah. So basically, 
it's that I, I, I don't want to get I don't, I'm not going to get graphic obviously you know family audience and all that but there's a lot Except of for Jazz Lord already they, they've I, I, gone we've, we've lost well I know but I I um, you said for Jazz John uh, oh no I've said it now uh, <laughs> I apologise no, no, no. To any, Stage. anyone listening from church, I don't know what one is. Yeah. It's a complete, complete <laughs> <fantasy>. <laughs> But sorry, I, Dave. Go. I, no, I, I found um, I found particularly when I was looking at You Only Live Twice, which does a, it's very similar to You Only Live Twice in a lot of ways because it's basically about the world powers kind of exactly. Um, for those for those listening at home, Tommy's <laughs> Tommy's it, Tommy's <laughs> with his fingers. Oh. <laughs> Miming. Thank God you can't see this at home, see listeners. That. Tommy's miming what happens to the space capsule being swallowed by by the pronged um, space <laughs> Blofeld device. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean there is, there is actually. A, I can't even get through this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and bring this back to an academic discussion here. Uh, but the, basically, long story short, there is a lot of academic research into how a lot of the language um, around Cold War uh, weapons um, is basically thinly veiled penis metaphors. <laughs> and I've, I've got to be honest... Most of the academics who have written about this are women. Mm. So they have... I particularly explored this when I did my You Only Live Twice uh, piece. But um, basically that they noted, especially in the 1980s, when there was a proliferation of, uh, of nuclear weapons, they noted that all of the discourse... And this definitely carried on with Trump as well, talking about the size of his button <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. It's... It's so basically a load of men who are trying to outmeasure each other. And I think this scene is so good because it takes all that and it distills it into this amazing sequence where basically it, it shows how ridiculous the whole situation of the Cold War is. Wow. I think it's so clever. Wow. Didn't never th- never thought about that before. I've just thought about that famous meme of the Chinese or Korean soldier that seems to go around his screams and I, I'm never sure if it is Chinese or I, Korean yeah soldier, I didn't know either actually. Yeah. I, I, I read, I've written Chinese in pieces because I've just assumed because of the world powers at that point yeah because Korea but, would be yeah. the US wouldn't it he makes so. either Blofeld or Metz makes a line when they're discussing what they've done about what they've set off in red China okay right ah there we go then that's there right then yeah red yeah well it's yeah Glowing, glowing tribute. It's all, it's all linked. Which then gets us to the line. I'm not sure we're no, there yet, but calm yourself. Oh, yeah. No, we're not there yet. This farcical show of force was only to be expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, we'll get there in a bit. Yeah. That that's the first time we hear about. It. Is it? Is it the same plot as Man with the Golden Gun? Is it used to be used for solar power? I don't really know what the, what's. I don't. No, it's it's to it's the the it's the. Well, isn't it? So the Mets is is he he thinks he, that he's teaming up with Blofeld to destroy nuclear weapons. Yes, which will actually end. Blofeld. Yes, yeah. the the arms race. That but yeah. Blofeld is there to just make, basically get money out of world powers as well as get a bit of power at the same time. Yes, it's dead simple. Never understood it until you told me. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. 
<laughs> but the Blofeld's plan is sort of incidentally in a way it happens off stage it's mm. like one of those great moments in a Shakespeare play where you can tell Shakespeare's not interested in the plot at all yeah again. he's just interested in the characters <laughs> and it's just report it's just reported yeah. and so Willard White walks in and tells Bond what Blofeld's plot is and Bond's sort of bemused by the idea rather than taking it terribly seriously so that's the old, you know, he says something like to the to the effect of, oh, that, that old scheme sort yeah. of thing. And he just dismisses it. And it's like, this this is not what this film is really about. <laughs> what do you think it's really about, David? Oh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, it's so deep. Uh, <laughs> We, we cannot possibly plumb those depths in the in the seventy nine hours <laughs> of this podcast. If we ever get there. Before they do get to the Ulrich, though, there's like another sort of scene working out the plot with Willard White, who gets quite a few lines. Mm-hmm. And an, the, you know, the, another famous line which we use for the quiz, of course. That's that's how it ends. John, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Woke our listeners I'm obsessed up. That. That line. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm obsessed that you know they're discussing um, world terrorism, basically going on and people blowing up things. And um, Willard White is just still loving his freedom, where it's time to just lie down full flat yeah. on this on this couch <laughs> while he's discussing it. It's like you know, I can't sit on the toilet locked up <laughs> under uh, that place <laughs> all the time. It's time to stretch those legs. So much characterization <laughs> in this film. It's, it's, yeah, well, it's deep. Cues, it's deep. cues ties. Yeah. It's crisp and it's crispy. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, yeah, the oil rig scene was shot, obviously an actual oil rig, uh, off the shore of Oceanside in California. So it's all, yeah, where it would have been set, pretty much. As I was thinking, how, what an amazing... Uh, on paper, it's incredible how they did it, and just to think of an actual whole oil rig set. Like, you know, did they have to get helicopters, I think, to, to get there every day, and it's an absolutely massive task to film something there. I think for... I might, yeah. The exterior. The oil rig, for me, is so disappointing. Just, that's what and I was so say, underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, it's just great. such. Yeah, it just, just. Oh, every time I watch it, just as soon as we get to the oil rig, I'm like, it feels like they've run out of budget. It's like we'll just shoot it here. We're out of the sea, so we don't have to worry about you know the public and anything else. Kind of you know, kind of get you know any sort of interruptions or anything like that we could just shoot it all then we'll get ken to build the set we'll do the interiors there yeah. it just seems it just has that kind of we've run out of cash vibe and it's an oil rig it's like an oil rig that's also goes under the water it could not be an oil you know can it not be something yeah, strong, it but... feels like we've run out of imagination here and it could just could have been i don't know just something a bit more interesting anywhere you play the scene out but just an oil rig <laughs> uh. Nice uniforms, though. Um, they're a bit iron brew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Urn brew, yeah. Couldn't believe it was spelled <laughs> iron. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, most of it is, you're right, is in the set, isn't it? Blofeld's in his office, mm. listening to events, and Metz just comes in, announcing that the submarines are on standby to attack. And, David, one of your favourite lines? Oh, 
Hang on, hang get on, hang right. on. Let's do the whole thing. Hey, let's get it right. Get it this right. Is the, get this it is right, the big Brian. moment. <laughs> <laughs> Calm yourself, Mets. This farcical show of force was only to be expected. The great powers flexing their military muscles like so many impotent beach boys. Yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> but it is almost sort of thrown away. Yeah. As they walk yeah, like upstairs. across his office yeah. after putting the cat down. <laughs> so he's fussing the cat at the desk and then, you know, responsible pet owner, Blofeld. Then he puts the cat down and then he walks into the, the kind of control area sort of thing. Um, so it's not like the moment gets a moment. It's not like that line gets a moment to shine. No, no. But I, I, I honestly think that that line is harking back to what we said a few minutes ago about the the Cold War pretensions and the the measuring contest. Yeah. It just encapsulates that so well because that's exactly you know I get I get images of Venice Beach in California where you've got all these you know people oh, pumping yeah, yeah. iron and showing off. <laughs> And that kind of yeah. thing, but yeah. he's he's kind of pointing out that you know th- these these world powers are essentially just trying to outdo each other, and ultimately they've they've not got any metal really. M e double t l e. That's the one. You're like they've not got any metal, though they have plenty of metal. M e t a l. Sorry, that's only very part. You're like boys with toys. Some of the concept of that. It is exactly that. Yeah. Running themes for the essays, yeah. Well, that goes back to, you know, Dr. No. Essentially, he's trying to topple... Uh, topple? <laughs> I haven't... I can't, I can't. I can't... Yeah, not topple. From for your eyes only, no. I can't wait to get around to Dr. No. I haven't done the queer review of that one at the time oh. of the, this recording. But, uh, you know, essentially, Dr. No is playing around with America's and Russia's missiles. I mean, for God's <laughs> sake... Yeah, it's 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 not even symbolism by that point, is it? Let's be honest. John's face again. <laughs> I have a horrible feeling, John, that I've completely tainted these films forever. <laughs> I, I... Well, mate, you know, as I've highlighted all the plot holes in this film, all I say is that you've most certainly got your revenge because every time I'm going to just see uh, any kind of missile in any film, now I'm just going to go. Willie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is exactly what they are, though, isn't it? Well, lost in Let's powers, I guess. Does, does the yeah. Little... yeah. The giant drill, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's... <sighs> yeah. Do, yeah. Do, do, do. Well. You know, the map on the spy, I love me. The, you see them, don't you? Going into the... Yeah, okay. Yeah. The submarines, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's move yeah. on. <laughs> uh... Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're on, we're on the, the oil rig, aren't we? Had that line, which should have had a bit more, yeah, a bit more prevalence, really. The blue outfits, the orange helmets and boots, like we say, I'm brew. A plane then drops this parachute containing an inflatable silver bag. It looks beautiful, but I don't, I don't know how it floats ashore. I don't. It's not. There's no shore. Is there, really? I don't. He goes zorbing. He's well, zorbing. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Is that what yeah. he's doing? Okay. It looks like yeah, it does look walk. like it's yeah. turning. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, yeah. yeah, he's got like little. He's got like. Yeah. So as he walks inside it, he. Yeah. he Another gadget. Yeah. He's walking. Up. He's walking towards. Yeah. I love the dialogue. Break either. No, no. I love the dialogue as he steps out. Yeah. Acme, what is it about the Acme? He just plays up to it. Honestly, Connery is so good in he this is, film. I will never. I will never understand why anyone criticizes Connery in this film because he sells everything. 
every single moment. And there's that amazing shot as he actually has the, yeah. has the absorb <laughs> unzipped <laughs> and he peeks out and he doesn't look scared or anything. It's just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to own this. Is it it's a so good. Suit? You know, just saying how practical yeah. clothing. I know, I know. <laughs> what do you think? You should have been the sort of man from the milk tray outfit, or that would be a bit more practical, wouldn't it? No, I think it's 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 just so fitting that he's wearing an immaculately tailored mm. suit. It has to, and you know, Blofeld references it in a bit as well. But isn't isn't it deliberate as well? <laughs> because hasn't he hidden the tape in the shoulder? Yes. Ooh, all makes sense. This that's why he put. That's why the. That's why they unstitch it there to put because he's hidden the tape in the shoulder. Because I think they make a yeah, reference to it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a pity to have ruined the line of your suit. Yeah. 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 yeah we get a bit of the the bomb theme used. He's pretending to be a pollution inspector, but the, obviously the, he knows that they know who he is. That's right. Yeah. It's not. He's not I, expecting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, 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 no. We go in the crane lift. And he then spots Tiffany sunbathing in a, another very famous bikini, but with like that sort of. <laughs> I don't know whether she's got the top part. Is that later when she gets the sort of add on? Later. Later, yeah. Later, perhaps. You, you've the- missed. Go on. So, sorry, Tom. Oh, but, you know, we've actually missed one of these infinitesimal details, but you've missed you've missed one of uh, Bl- Blofeld's fa- one of my favourite shades of his. Oh. How disappointing. I was expecting one head of state at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you haven't come to negotiate, Mr. Bond. Your pitiful little island hasn't even been threatened. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. it's that national pride yeah. kind mm. of Bond representing, you know, this whole film, Bond is just about hanging on to any kind of preeminence, any kind of importance of, of the British Empire at this point. And... Blofeld just decides to hit him where it hurts by saying, "Why are you here?" It's, it's right, isn't it? Why, why? Why is he there? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> but it, it doesn't. It's like he's annoyed that he's there, but then he isn't annoyed, is he? He's like, oh, he keeps cropping up. But oh what yeah, he's really happy to have him there because because <laughs> he can explain his plan to exactly. him. Exactly, he's got an audience. <laughs> he's already told Metz many times. Does Metz know the, the plot? Who knows? I don't. Poor Mets. Yeah, poor Mets. Like, one of the most genius... It's very true, that, isn't it, though? Like, you find those academic <laughs> genius people <laughs> who don't oh, see the blatantly obvious yeah, times yeah. either, don't yeah. it? Was, the evil yeah, ones. Yeah. very well written. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Does Tiffany see Bond? I can't remember. He sees her. But... Yeah, there, she pulls the shades down, doesn't she? And more shades. Then, yeah, there's more when shades. When is it he calls her... her dragon lady? <laughs> Dragon lady, yeah. <laughs> really what is going Dragon on? Dragon lady. <laughs> Couldn't believe that. It's so weird. I love it. Jealousy from you, Mister Bond. I'm flattered. Yeah, another one. But it's the the guy Hamilton finale, woman in a bikini. You know, the diamonds are forever. Live and let die. We get obviously Rosie in the bikini, and then uh, Man with the Golden Gun. You know what? I've never noticed, and this is such a gay thing to say. But I've never noticed all the bikinis in uh, in <laughs> yeah, in Guy yeah. Hamilton's movies. Because <laughs> yeah, Brit Eklund didn't are. like and, this. And that's why we notice the bikinis and that's you notice it. the missiles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> David was noticing it from a political allegory. Nothing set exactly. I was I was approaching it from a psycho psychological. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm just lying to myself. Yeah. At this point. yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I'm only joking, man. <laughs> Blofeld is actually listening to the to the cassette. <laughs> I, I so hate martial music. <laughs> so good. I do so hate yeah. martial music. <laughs> Again, backstory of Brilliant. military school, you never know. I don't know. But it ties in with that theme of him having utter disdain for the world. I always get the feeling that Blofeld st- sits above all this, all the geopolitics yeah. going on at the time, and he ju- he just sees the game for what it is. He sees the penis measuring contest. <laughs> he sees all he sees all of that and goes, "Okay, I'm just going to mess with that. Mm. I'm I'm just going to exploit it." Another reason why I have my revisionist view that this is before uh, Majesties is it, it, he comes up with this line that science was never my strong. Oh yeah, 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 and and it's like. The previous film, you were creating a scientist. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were creating viruses for pandemics around the world. You know, it, it, it's it's just there's a lack of consistency yeah. there. But but it, it's yeah, not within is. the same film, so that's crucial, John. Not within the same film. Spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's also a very neat scripting thing. Science was never my strong suit, but you know. Cut to the chase. We don't need to know the ins and outs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just give us the just give us the everyman version. That cassette actually contains the the master satellite control tape for some reason. Anyway, well, we know why it is. So we get the scene later. But so he he assumes Bond wanted to swap it. Can someone just can someone sort of do do a Calvin Dyson with the Fabergé egg and just explain the whole you know process of the eggs and sorry the the cassette. <laughs> Which, um, when is it real? Which is the wrong one, and who and what order is it going to swap it? And then she puts it in the wrong. Does she mean? To, does she mean to take the wrong one out, or does she back, take? Doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Bond yeah. He Bond slots into her bikini bottoms. <laughs> God, I never thought I'd say that sentence. Bond, bo, bo, Bond slots into her bikini bottoms. The fake cassette. That's correct, isn't it? To dispose of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the sorry, the no, real, real cassette. One. The real, real cassette, that's puts it. it back. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And she... So Bond manages to do the sleight of hand mm-hmm. to swap the fake cassette into the deck and then he slots the real cassette into her bikini bottoms. So did Bond intend yeah. so that bit... to happen though? No, or does she muck it up? Can't no, I think... he gets cross with her. He gets mm. what, Yeah, but is he double bluff? Yeah, he gets really Doesn't he call her a twit? Yeah. That was a stupid yeah. twit. <laughs> stupid twit. <laughs> <laughs> but the bit, the scene That's not very where nice. Bond presses the button and the tape fires out, and he yeah. t- he turns and looks at Blofeld. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> tired like this, some Mister Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mister Boy, he's like, Oop. it's so good that that look that it is, Henry it gives is. him is yeah. Ugh. It's like a naughty five-year-old. Yeah, that's exactly brilliant. what it is. <laughs> I think that actually the real tape stays until the end then. So I think that the end yeah, it does. and it's and it's only because the oil rig's destroyed yeah. as opposed to the tape being taken yeah. out that that's yeah. why the mission is successful. Yeah. Well, the film just cuts then. We don't know what happens, but we'll, we'll get to that. Well, there is that, but yeah. <laughs> um, he, obviously, Charles Gray was thinking, "Guy, come on, there's no reason why she's still in a bikini." So Blofeld then suggests she puts me on, so the men, the audience, aren't distracted. That's that's what happens. He says, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> but her idea of putting something on... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't cover your bottom half, because we need to see that later on. The, the joke. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Did, did it, what's the the line is I I'd put something on over that bikini first, my dear. Yeah. I've come too far to have the aim of my crew affected by the sight of a pretty body. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> You know, he, he he's not, not finding... Funny. You've got a question, yeah. why is she sitting there in a bikini? There is absolutely no hint that Blofeld is into her. Like Scaramanga, though. Yeah, so she's it's just Guy Hamilton in a bikini. <laughs> just, yeah, it's Guy Hamilton. It's for the audience, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. But, I was, in, yeah. I was putting it down so she doesn't have any concealed weapons or anything like that. Yeah, true. That's what I always true. thought. He just he's said, in Man with a Golden Gun. Yeah. Yeah, he does in Man with a Golden oh, yeah. Gun, yeah. Any excuse? Yeah. <laughs> so you won't. It's saying to the lads, "You won't go home empty-handed." Another partridge reference. <laughs> okay. Um, did anyone remember what the sign said on the wall? If in doubt, brilliant. <laughs> That's got to be a you know Wizard of Ice level which question. Is, which is a great from a you know uh, from an HR standpoint is uh, you know it's pretty progressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is this film? What on earth? Like, what the decision? Yeah, let's have that. <laughs> so good. The aesthetic of this sequence, the whole finale, is like ripped wholesale in Austin Powers. Yeah, it's that got that kind of mundane sort of, you know, this is a real organization, but it's, um, but they're also really evil. Yeah, and, I, and that's why I love that sign because it is just like. That's what would be on the wall yeah. of the oil rig. You know, they haven't bothered taking that down. And a little dig. If we destroy Kansas, the world may not hear about it for years. A little dig there, <laughs> at, you know, the sort of Midwest country, you know. Um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's like, you're right, he's just throwing shade, isn't it? Yeah, describes New York as all smut, there smut is, and There traffic. is one you've gone... R- there is one you've sorry I did oh, I on. did actually literally I'm so sad I transcribed every bloke right, line from this film when I was when I was doing my piece about this recently uh, and the one that you've gone past which is the one which apparently Cubby Broccoli hated and he was like this is this line is just not going to go over well and it was as La Rochefoucauld observed humility is the worst form of conceit I do hold the winning hand, and that's that's that. Um, and and um, Cubby was like, "No one's going to get that reference." But the whole point is that you don't get that reference. It's like so. La yeah. Rochefoucauld. I read far too much about it. La Rochefoucauld <laughs> was a 17th century French nobleman, and he was he basically wrote this book of um, about 500 kind of aphorisms, like short, wise kind of sayings. Uh, sort of thing. Uh, he didn't actually say that one, incidentally. But for a long story short, no, I didn't know this until fairly recently myself. But I've always loved that line because it's just like Blofeld's that sort of person who's going to be a know-it-all in any situation and try to. He's trying to impress Bond. It's. I mean, I know it's been a tradition since Doctor No to have the villain seduce Bond in the sense of trying to win him over to that kind of side but it's him you know bonds are know-it-all anyway which we've established early on in this film but blofeld's trying to say i know even more than you (laughs) that that's what he's doing here you don't need to know who la rochefoucauld was i've spent you know i'm you know spent 30 years not knowing who that was and only found out fairly recently so it doesn't matter but yeah yeah there you go very good well thank you for the 
the, the research David yeah. Yeah, well, thank you there's that fascinating footnote about a 17th century <laughs> French nobleman that's Steve which uh, God knows where Tom Mankovitz got it yeah. from but you know yeah he explains the plot that all satellites are controlled by coded tape we haven't shown enough cheek no we haven't shown enough cheek but we, John mentioned it earlier High Ernst and then is Superman giving you any <laughs> trouble so another yeah. another yeah. Superman Super- didn't give you any trouble Superman 3 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a oh he's brilliant. I'm diamonds off forever. <laughs> yeah, bikini bottoms. Your problems are all behind you now. Quite babyish again. Bond tying his shoelaces, distracting the guards by setting off the, the red balloon. <sighs> is that symbolic I, or is that? I... <laughs> Going for every Tom, single. Tom again. I I, th- I think that's just you again, Tom. <laughs> I really struggle with the next five minutes. Oh, I've got to say, you stupid twit. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. No, if you have you got something to say, Chris? No, no, no. I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to? Do you want me to fire your bullet? Shoot him. Right. He's tying his shoelace. He lets a balloon off. Gunman shoots it. He pushes a guy with a gun out <laughs> the way, where he's completely unarmed. He then decides to get. He gets two people stop him, hold him up. He walks off. They've got guns in their hand. He throws them to one side, and it's like, and it's all done with no intensity, at a slow rate. There's no music no. going on. It, and then you get a few fired shots, and ultimately, the premise of the film is is that this is only defeated because the oil rig is destroyed. It's nothing to do with the tape. And the reason why is because there's a pathetic line of defence. He says, get, you know, fire the cannons or whatever. And they have this really rubbish gun that they're firing from where the helicopters just destroy straight away. So if he was holding a world to ransom and he'd have found out that it was there, there's such a lack of protection that this is over in seconds and it's just played for laughs. And I know that the film is predominantly played for laughs, but what we have had throughout the film is we've had mystery. We've had something leading up to what the plot is. And then when we get to the final, it's very anticlimactic. I'm sorry, that is just, it's my opinion, and I'm sorry about that. Because I I like so much of this film, but I, I do agree with Chris when he said that I find that the oil rig likes budget i think that's the best way to describe it, it like, it's an afterthought that's that's how i see it yeah you're right i, that, that I always saw the bit like you say we were bond just sort of like squats swats them away doesn't it it's like you say played for laughs and kind of you know he's there's no threat but also like bond isn't bothered he feels like he's like no one's going to touch him because i think that's maybe like he knows the guards wouldn't kill him because Blofeld yeah. wants him. Yeah. You know he's gonna mm, yeah. whatever. Yeah, right. But it is it is a it is a kind of all makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah I just feel that this final this final scene is not not just lacking the 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 sort of um, the on screen kind of you know jeopardy. The, 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 yeah, the the, the the and also that the screenplay is kind of run out of steam as well. You know, there's some great there's a couple of good lines, but it's just basically yeah. right. How do we get this thing to explode and cut to this? And that's such a shame because the, because having watched it again, I really appreciate that that the the, the dialogue and the, the, the some of the characters are so well drawn and observed, and the and the dialogue is really cutting. 
which I'd never really noticed until seeing it recently. I hadn't realised just how well written the dialogue is. And then, uh, and also to see Tiffany Case just become just not the like she's been lobotomized. She was, you know, she's she was this. If only they really were brave, sassy, you know. <laughs> and then she's just like it's such a waste because up to there, I think she's a really great character. Mm. I agree with everything you've said, even though you know I'm probably the one of the world's biggest fans of this film. I agree that the tension goes out of the the movie at this point when Bond has become tiresome. You know, even locking him up in the brig, you just... Which, actually, to be honest, Blofeld does also do in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but midway through the film, does not feel sufficiently tense. And it's almost like you are sort of waiting for the film to play itself out. I mean, for me, the most frustrating thing about the finale is that is exactly as you've identified Tiffany's loss of agency, which is what happens in The Man with the Golden Gun as well. Everyone Mm -hmm. thinks Mary Good... Again, one of those really awkward kind of conventional opinions is that Mary Goodnight is completely ineffective. Actually, for for at least two-thirds of the movie, definitely the first third of the movie, she's really Mm. good, and she's well ahead of Bond. She knows more than him. And then... In the end, I mean, I know that her weak. rear end is responsible for a lot of the jeopardy and the yeah. finale, but the ah, oh, it's like, and, and it is a Bond trope that still exists now. If Ooh, you yeah. think of Spectre, yeah. mm-hmm. I find it intensely irritating that Madeline Swan does not pick up a gun in the finale to Spectre. Oh. I just find it so irritating. Um, oh, not even like the end of the second act. And oh, yeah, even my beloved Tomorrow Never Dies, Michelle Yao does sort of lose her agency mm-hmm. in the final stage yeah, as well. She does. Mm. It's it... sorry, David. Go on. No, no, go on, go. Well, I was just saying on the Good Night thing as well. I mean, I heard this somewhere else, um, but someone was saying that everyone goes on about oh, Good Night blows the place up by her backside. Uh, and uh, you know, she pushes Crow in there, and and he says, yeah. "You stupid girl," and that causes the reaction. But it's only the same way that Bond kills Doctor No. Yeah, and Goldfinger and yet they don't over write the, it. The bomb. And... Yeah, and they don't write it that because Bond does it, therefore the whole place blows up and everyone's in jeopardy. But when Goodnight does it, it comes across mm-hmm. as. You stupid yeah. girl! What have you done? That, yeah, you know, yeah, Roger yeah. is very dismissive, yeah. and and it and it's it's sad. It's sad that that's written like that because it, it doesn't need to be like that. It's unfair. Really, the worst. In our final part of our Diamonds Are Forever review, Bond sees off Blofeld, Wint, and Kid before we assess the critical and box office reception of the film. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.